announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we're to stand by the president right or wrong is not only unpatriotic and servile, but is morally treasonable to the American public. Nothing but the truth should be spoken about him or anyone else. But it's even more important to tell the truth, pleasant or unpleasant, about him than anyone else. Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th President of the United States of America, 1901-1909. And this right here, this current political climate, that's what he's been talking about. That's what he was talking about. Rumors. Gossip. Lies. Conspiracy theories. Giuliani. Jenna Ellis. Ingram. Hannity. Carlson. Bongino. Shapiro. Limbaugh. All bullshitters. For who? The entire Trump family. Sidney Powell. We're going to release the Kraken. What? No, bitch. All you motherfuckers are crackers. Before we get started with today's episode, guys, I want to give a shout out to my new listeners in Portugal. My family's mothership. Maria's somewhere in Portugal. And Maria recently binged the East West Grind podcast through Zoom and with her cousin here in America. I love you guys, man. Thanks for listening. Abrigado. I also want to give a heartfelt shout out to Mayor Lily May here in Fremont, California. Mayor May oversees the 16th largest city in the state of California. Mayor May makes an effort to stop by and support the local businesses in her city. I know this for a fact. I serve her. Mayor May just won her second term here as the Mayor of Fremont and by what President Trump would call a landslide victory. Also, to the Fremont Police Department, the Fremont Fire Department, the Small Business Association, Washington Township Hospital, my birthplace, Kaiser. Thank you guys for coming out and buying those pizzas and those gift cards and to the loyal residents of Fremont and the entire Bay Area for the love they've come out and shown this 31-year family business-owned local pub. The founders are hanging in. Good looking out, you guys. Congressman Ro Khanna and Congressman Eric Swalwell, I see you guys up there at the national level on CNN and MSNBC. Fox won't book you guys. They're scared of you. But I see you on our local stations. Speaking truth to power for the American people and fighting. Fighting for the Constitution. Working to keep your constituents and your local businesses safe and flowing. Thank you, gentlemen. You have our support. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the East West Grind podcast. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know me and my small family bubble, we did. We had all the windows open and fresh air circulating, side hugs and masks and social distance as humanly possible while in the house. Um, You know, we're doing our part, you know, to minimize the spread of the COVID. 
Nobody's going to come and arrest me for having my small family bubble over for Turkey Day. So to all the politicians and political heads on the right and the social media shit talkers that told their listeners the Dems want to put you in jail if you violate this, uh, this or, you know, that type of ordinance or whatever. Look at you guys. You guys look dumb. They said no house parties or kegger uh, type of clubbing shit going on. Just this Thanksgiving, you know, because we're in a pandemic and this has nothing to do with your rights or your freedoms and everything to do with public health right now, okay? And let's not forget, this happened before in uh, 1918 with the Spanish flu. Your grandparents or your great-grandparents had to mask up back then too. And that went on for, I don't know, two or three years. Let me ask uh, this point, or actually let me make this point before we move on. But in 1918 and during the um, Spanish flu pandemic, my grandmother, the legendary Rose Beatrice Norris, was six years old. And not once in the 21 years that I lived with her did she mention that time in her childhood when she and her family had to mask up. Why is that? Why didn't I hear about that? Maybe because she didn't even remember it. It was it was a few years of her 77 years, just like a blip in time. Didn't last. This shit ain't going to last either. For those that are all over the country spreading bullshit like this is how, you know, they want the Dems want it forever. They want these masks up. That's not American. Get over yourself and stop falling for the shit. This is about the public at large, American citizens. We've just got to get a hold of the spread, and we will once the science community finishes developing the vaccine. But I don't get all the residents, not all, there's a certain percentage of our society not voluntarily doing their part in assisting in the health and well-being of themselves, their families, and their fellow man. Instead, we're fighting or resisting the recommendations of legitimate scientists like Dr. Fauci and, you know, masking up and avoiding large crowds for just a minute or so. Side note, when did we stop listening to smart people and start talking, or I'm sorry, start listening to bullies as adults? When did that happen as a country? I'd say about four or five years ago. Look what's happened to our country by following the lead of the bullies and the not so smart people. Just saying, look around at the world. I do. Side, side note, I love my country and our citizens, but Americans can be self-absorbed and have that whole me, me, me mentality. The slightest change to our day-to-day norms and we're in the aisle at Trader Joe's or Walmart throwing things on the floor and screaming, I, I don't want to wear my mask. And these are full-ass, grown-ass people. What are we doing? These guys on Fox that say they call us Walmart people. Those guys on Fox are the ones that are calling you the Walmart people. When was the last time you seen any Multi-millionaire like a Hannity or like a Carlson shopping at a Walmart. I shop at Walmart and I get my egg McMuffin at the McDonald's inside because that's my one cheat day. 
side note. NBC yesterday. Scott Peterson and thousands of inmates in California carry out a staggering fraud with the stimulus funds. Pennsylvania inmates in their prisons pull off COVID EDD scams. I mean, the blue-collar criminals are laughing at the white-collar criminals running our government right now. In round one of the stimulus, hundreds of millions of dollars got wrongly dispersed to already wealthy corporations instead of small businesses. Multi-millions of dollars dispersed to inmates and low-level criminal fraudsters. Americans are fucking over their own government equals their own country. Both ends of the financial spectrum, the very wealthy and the very poor. And that is fucked up. The people in the middle, the honest, hardworking stiffs are getting the shaft. Again, fuck you guys. The rich thieves and the poor thieves. Fuck you. And if you're one of these guys, one of these fraudsters and running around calling yourself a patriot, you're what the founding fathers warned about. Okay, back to resisting expert advice through COVID. Just to reiterate too, not only are we resisting the expert's recommendation, we're having those adult tantrums in grocery and retail stores. But you big corporate names that this is happening in, like the Walmarts, the Home Depots, the Trader Joe's, if you want the temporary city ordinance mask requirements enforced, you big shot CEOs, you got to hire that top flight security team to enforce those rules. Don't put it on your employees to be the, you know, the mask police. Adults are behaving like toddlers when asked to comply with city ordinances or company standards just through COVID. And frankly, you big corporate CEOs, you, you don't pay those employees enough to take that shit off of other adults. In fact, why don't you big corporate CEOs Go on ahead and put on those greeter vests. Get your lazy asses down there to Walmart 4251, wherever the fuck that is. I know there probably is one. And why don't you get your own asses kicked like some of your employees are having to deal with? Sending your employees who get their ass beat for doing their job a $5 gift card for Starbucks is shameful. But what tools are you guys providing your teams to deal with these situations? I'd say none, just because I know your angle. People should make minimum wage and tell some already wound up tight individual to put his mask on or he or she's got to go and risk the ass whipping that they're getting. Hell no. Hire professionals to deal with that shit, you cheap bastards. Don't put that on your employees. But now I want to go on a tangent about an article that I read and then listened to. And you guys know me. It'll be fucking story time before I get to the end of this. So buckle your seatbelts. And by the way, I I think it's important to paint the picture with context uh, to try and cover any holes or questions you may be thinking about or have during the show. So Uh, So that there is the reason for, you know, some of the twists and turns 
side notes kind of things, if you will. Um, so that's the reason for that. But we're going to talk about the vaccine uh, that's on deck. There's several of them. And then we're going to talk about how the original Jerry Springer, and by that I mean Geraldo Rivera, who, by the way, is, in fact... Yep, that is Geraldo Rivera. Your grandmother's boyfriend is a first-class ass sniffer. But Geraldo get into some shit on Jesse, the Jesse Waters show the other day for telling Jesse on Waters World not to give his listeners false hope that there could be, you know, uh, the election could be overturned. So now Geraldo's back on Fox the next day saying, well, to make the president feel better about losing the election, we should call the vaccine the Trump vaccine. Geraldo, you are what's called a teabagger, sir. You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. Who cares how Trump uh, feels about losing to Biden? Over the last four years, he's been calling people names, been a vindictive asshole to the governors and the senators who won't blow him. And he's aligned our country with some of the worst motherfuckers in the world. He gets nothing but a kick in the ass on the way out. I also want to talk about how the Republican Party is embracing very young and inexperienced candidates like this little guy, Luke Negron, out there in Pennsylvania. So let me jump into his shit right now. But Luke, he lost his uh, race, thank God, for the people of Pennsylvania. But Luke's Twitter name is The Young Wolf. Luke The Young Wolf Negron. That is dumb. You're in a race, Luke, for a seat that oversees a budget of how many millions in taxpayer dollars and how many thousands of people in your district with a WWE name like the Young Wolf. What's the difference, Luke, between you and this guy right here? WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. 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 nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got, yeah. That was the Macho Man Randy Savage for all you young folks. A wrestling legend. But what's the difference between you and him, Luke? He's a bullshitter. You're a liar. And when did we as a nation make that leap from dignity and decorum in our political realm to off-the-ropes WrestleMania type of politics? Politics isn't a show or a game. And like I've said in the past, there are real-life consequences in politics. People's lives are at stake. We need people in those seats who actually know what the fuck they're doing. Luke, young wolf, yes man follower Negron, try acting or modeling. Because like I told you the other day during our Twitter spat, politics 
is not a game or an acting gig. Stop pushing those conspiracies. Where's your mom? Does she know you're trying to lie your way into a field you have no business in? And wait till I get a hold of uh, Lauren Bobot, who just won a seat in Colorado, jailbird and Republican. But that's another episode, another episode. See, I fucking told you guys. Vince and Linda McMahon were bamboozling the American people. They worked in our government, are still there, but they're marketing geniuses, just like Trump. You think Randy Savage talked or act like that off cameras or at home when he was waking up to get his coffee? No, that was a character. The Republican Party is splitting in two right now. And what do I mean by splitting into two parties? There's the Republican Party from way back when both sides respected each other and worked across the aisle. And then there's the split. The Duck Dynasty or Honey Boo Boo Republicans that have infiltrated the GOP. And there's a lot of old Republicans that have embraced the show of politics with like, you know, drama and Friday night cliffhangers that the Trump administration has achieved over those past four years and in the United States government. A couple of those older GOP members are like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz in Texas, he's gone all in. Even with like growing a beard like Don Jr. (laughs) Senator Cruz, Trump called your wife ugly on the campaign in 2015. Two weeks later, when you dropped out, you were answering phone calls at the Trump campaign. Sir, Senator Cruz, you are a bottom. You don't want to go back to Texas. Why? You must really like that country club lifestyle you live in as the senator for Texas and in Washington, D.C. What have you actually done for your constituents, Senator Cruz? How's their lives better because of you? Texas, get rid of this fucking guy. Trust me. Biznatch. Okay, back to little Luke the wolf or whatever the fuck, Negron, but back to him. Sir, young man, respectfully, you have no experience or education in or around politics or in American history. I've researched you. You look good, like a heartthrob type of guy, like the new version of Chachi Arcola. Should Chachi Arcola be managing our tax dollars? That's a legitimate question for anyone 35 to like 70. But should Chachi Arcola, Scott Baio, the actor who's been MIA for 25 years, has not been seen of or heard of in politics and is now making a serious run for public office? Should Scott Baio be in politics with that history? Sidebar, and coincidentally, old sitcom stars are coming out of the woodworks and reinventing themselves as politicians and running for office. The Trump publicans are pushing young people like Luke Negron and Matt Gates. And Matt Gates is a sitting congressman going on spinoff Fox networks that are popping up and which are based in no fact, just conspiracies and bullshit. 
the OWN Network, and Newsweeks. But Matt Gates is the face of the Trump Republican Party at the Congress level. Where is Paul Ryan? That's a new hashtag that needs to be trending. Hashtag, where's Paul Ryan? He's a decent man. He couldn't get mixed up in this shit. He didn't want to support Trump's America. He got out. But get back in the game for your old party, Speaker Ryan. They're in dire straits, bro. Anyways, anyways. Old sitcom stars like Scott Bayo and Antonio Sabato Jr. Those guys, too, are running for office. Christy Swanson. The My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, Trump is pushing him to run for office. And now the Trump kids and their wives are opening up bids for 2022 seats, 2024 seats. I hope you Dems are on top of this shit. Antonio Sabato Jr. couldn't handle an interview with Chris Como back in 2016 or 2018, whenever this was made. Uh, we'll talk on the other end of this, too, though. Hold on going at Trump officials and others in power who are seen as Trump friendly saying we're not going to take it anymore we're coming for you yeah Maxine Waters I call her the hustler of hate promoting hate and division and actually uh, attacking the, the administration or anybody who's uh, involved with this administration that's unheard of uh, she should put behind bars and throw away the key I mean look what she's done Hold for on. her you think Maxine Waters should you know. be arrested yeah yeah, I should definitely be arrested for, for all the what? crime that she's done in their, in their neighborhood. She makes millions of dollars, lives in Beverly Hills. Her constituents are dying on the streets, are homeless all over the place. And she walking away like saying everything's OK. Our neighbors are fine. Why don't you go live in your neighborhood? Why don't you go live and surround yourself with your community and help them physically be there? Surround yourself like I'm doing in Ventura County for 15 years. That's what people in Congress should be like. Should be involved with the community 100 percent. She is not. Absolutely not. How do you make millions of dollars by making over what? 200, 250 a year, maybe. And she's or she's all right. making all this money. No, I, I it's, hear you. It's Antonio. corruption to the max. I, it's I corruption you, to I, the max. I hear you about feeling that the people who represent a district should reflect the district. I get it. Yeah, but, you should. know, we're Absolutely. taking a little look at this, you know, this situation that we have here. So much anger on both sides. You say you want to get into yeah. the process. I assume your motivation is hopefully to make it better. But that kind of talk, she should be in jail, even if it's yeah, just no, hyperbole. But, that's but, a, but you understand that there is no talk, crime. I know how you're going to change this. Hold on, Chris. No, I'm hold not on, changing. Chris. I'm I mean, saying, but you, you understand what you're saying. I, I'm just telling you right now. Hold on. You're asking me questions, so I'm going to answer the best way I know how. I'm very much involved in my community, District 26. I'm going to win this in November for the American people. This is not about me. I love my country more than anything. If people in Congress, in the Democratic Party, would actually put this country, the American flag first, not the president, but the Americans first. This country would be perfect. We'd be worrying about our American who are dying on the street. Our homelessness in Los Angeles, 10,000 people are living on the streets. Nobody's doing anything about it. So we got to step up and do more. And so I how do you get more can, done? And this year we will. How do you get more done if you can't work well, with the well, other you know, side? The president's you know, done a lot. A second, I Antonio, let me, I, I'm not talking about the president right now. I'm talking about you. And the good, ability good. to work with the other side is going right. to have to require a return to civility. What Maxine Waters yeah. is saying, I get that there's outrage from the people who like what she's saying, and there's outrage from people who don't like what she's saying. But there is a reason that she said what she said. The why matters here because of no, what's no, being no, said on the other that. side, right? <laughs> there's so much hostility. Look at what you just said, my friend. You said she should be in yeah. jail. You've said Obama yeah, and Hillary Clinton jail. should yeah. be in jail. You've said mm -hmm. a lot of provocative yeah. things that don't make anything better. 
How is that a yeah. good solution? I, I didn't leave my I didn't leave my people to die in Benghazi. I didn't do that. I support our military. So that's my opinion. What does that mean? I'm going to go on a, to I'm not going to go on a press conference, Chris, and tell everyone to attack or to do anything against but you are doing a lot people of attacking, that are working for the administration. Yourself. No, I'm not. I'm I'm attacking right now the Socialist Party in Sacramento and in Washington, D.C., because I believe that the American flag and our Constitution should be first for people that go to Washington. That's what I believe. But how do you put the flag first or put God first? Mm -hmm. Right. Because God is truth. Right. So how do you do that? Amen to that. When you say things like this, let's play something you said not too long ago. See that he lost his race in California. Californians seen right through his shitty act. He's done nothing for Ventura County in the past 15 or 18 years, whatever he said. In fact, and subsequently, after Antonio Sabato Jr. lost in California, he packed up and moved to Florida to settle there so he could run for office in 2022. I thought you loved your community, Antonio. Why'd you move after you lost? I'm asking for Floridians who don't see your con yet. Kanye, Kanye, get it? But why would anyone want Jagger from General Hospital or, you know, Charles from Charles in Charge or any straight to DVD movies these guys have been in? But why would we vote? These, this soap star and this old sitcom star into a public service elected position and pay them to act like they're watching our tax dollars and making good decisions, diplomatic decisions for the mass in their district or for their country. Why would we do that? Why don't we just, you know, get maybe, I don't know, Leaf Garrett to run for seat next? Is he still alive? I don't know. But if we're going to continue to make impulse buy choices in our politicians, I say fuck it. Let's give this guy a shot too. I'll say this again, as I've said it many a time in the past. Politics is a field, just like a mechanic, just like a truck driver. People need to know what the fuck they're doing before they start doing the job. There's some training that needs to go on. Can you hand a screwdriver to a young person with no experience under the hood? But can you hand him a screwdriver and tell him, go change the tranny on that 65 Mustang? I guess you could, but what are the chances that that kid, because of his inexperience in changing transmissions, fucks up the tranny and their entire motor? My money's on, you're going to need a new engine. Same principles apply in politics. Look under the hood of America right now. The used car salesman is selling you a lemon. And thank God for lemon laws. And I may not be a politician, but I know enough to be dangerous in whatever I'm talking about. So bring it on.
You can reach me at info at eastwestgrind.com. All right, Lemon Fresh. Now I want to take you into uh, this interview with a CNN journalist and an ex-Proud Boy member. The CNN interviewer is L. Reeve. L. Reeve has a bachelor's degree in journalism from Missouri School of Journalism. I ain't talking about a Trump U degree either, to which, by the way, is worth shit. That is fact. Look up Trump University ordered to pay $25 million to students for fraud and such. This was right before he took office in 2017. He was already in court challenging that class action prior to him coming down those gold-plated escalators. This fraud college case had been ongoing, and he couldn't take that baggage into the White House after he won you know, the presidency. He had to settle that shit. I ain't saying it. The media didn't just make it up. The federal court system said it. The media just reported on what the courts declared must occur as the solution to the problem. The problem being that the class action claimed the Trump University syllabus and degrees were shit in the real world. And they were. They what? Thank you, Ms. Vito. No more questions. Thank you very, very much. You've been a lovely, lovely witness. You can't get a job with that shit. And people wanted their money back. But after all the evidence and the need for the settlement, you know, before he took office, Trump settled and kicked down $25 million the judge told him to pay. And see, it's a pattern with the entire bloodline and with who they marry. Geez, Chris, what do you mean? That means even Ivanka's husband, Jared Kushner. That family are all full of Ronald McDonald Miller scammers, too. Hey, it's Kushner's father is a big-time real estate developer, too, like Trump. Chris Christie put him, Kushner's father, in prison in 2005 out there in New Jersey for tax fraud, witness tampering, and some other shit. The Trump family and the Kushner family involved in some crazy shit. These family photos should be in the Webster Dictionary under the word white collar criminals. Who thought anything honest or good could come out of voting in known criminals at the federal level? Not just some misdemeanor charges. Misdemeanors get you county or state sentencing. These are federal prisons and federal crimes these guys are doing. This is some webistic shit. You're supposed to push webistics. I, I was just giving them alternatives. Shit. Webistics is our pick of the week. Why? It's got a three million float, the competition's robust, and their technology's two years behind. Your stock's a dog. Now let's circle back to the reporter from CNN, L. Reeve, who, remember now, has a journalistic degree from an accredited school and who came up from Vice on HBO. 
Is HBO fake? Anyways, she's legit. She's not a fucking, you know, blogger or a business major dropout. She's a badass. And she goes into the trenches with her camera crew, risking her life and and ass kickings, frankly, to try and get people to sit down and talk to her. So in this clip, Elle is interviewing an ex-Proud Boy member, Russell Schultz. If you don't know who the Proud Boys are, they're a white nationalist organization started in or around 2016 for the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. That rally ended in riots over the Confederate flag. You guys remember that shit, right? It was just four short years ago. That was the protest where a 20-year-old white supremacist, James Field Jr., drove his 2010 Charger, Dodge Charger, into a crowd of people and hurt like 20 others, but he killed Heather Heyer. He used his car as a bowling ball. One, think about that for a second. A 20-year-old kid thought it would be a good idea to back his car up as far as he could, put it in drive, and punch it, and drive the car into a group of human beings. Doesn't that sound crazy? And two, this is how dumb and just disrespectful the youth can be. No guy from my neighborhood would drive his charger into anything but a stall 50 stalls away from any other car in the in any given lot, so not to catch the smallest of dings on it, let alone drive it into a crowd of people. That's radicalization. Where did Fields learn that kind of thinking process was okay in a civilized society, such as the United States of America? That's not taught in the public school system or in normal facilities or schools that I know of. This is a young man who was radicalized by this white supremacist group called Vanguard America, which is very similar to the Proud Boys. These are just, you know, two branches of the KKK. And these guys are staunch Trump supporters. I know, I know, Trump, he's not racist. He has black friends like Ben Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's not down, if Trump's not down with racists, Why are these white nationalists, racist KKK groups down with him? What do they see in him? Side note, if I'm offered to join a club that has racist members, me personally, I don't join that club. The other members and I have nothing in common if they think that way. It doesn't mean I I want other members dead or hurt because I don't get down with their way of thinking or if I disagree with it. It just means that's not the group for me. And if If I'm in public and happen to witness racism, I don't have a problem saying, hey, bro, that's not cool. That's not right. As I believe every other red-blooded American would and should do in the face of racism. That's just me. And it's just what I think is right. But okay, back to the Proud Boys. Remember what Trump told the Proud Boys a few months back? I'll play this clip for you in a second. But why tell... The, an arm of the KKK to stand back and stand by if you weren't with them or down with them. You have repeatedly we, criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not 
add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to specifically do, that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and would right you like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his really? it's an FBI idea. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, that we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a, has a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa is a dangerous All right, radical gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president, I'm going to ask a question. All right. Getting back to this interview, here's a little over two minutes of that badass Elle Reeves, her interview with ex-Proud Boy member Russell Schultz. We'll talk about it on the other side of it, all right? Hold up. Russell left the group, but he hasn't left the mindset. His antipathy towards Antifa still motivates his actions, and he still shows up at some rallies. And while he criticizes the Proud Boys, he defends most of what he did while with the group, including violent threats, as either a joke or justified. I'm going to shoot you in your head or your chest. Antifa posts information about far-right activists online. They say to raise the social cost of being a fascist. In 2018, Rose City Antifa posted Russell's address in Workplace and reposted his videos where he talked about violence. At the last rally, I nearly ran you over with a car and I don't feel bad about it one bit. You're lucky I didn't kill you. Rose City Antifa posted this. Oh, I've never seen that one. See? I'm glad they posted that one. You are not going to survive. I will survive and take my chances in court. Okay, they do seem like violent threats, Russell. They are violent threats, and it's for a good reason, too. What would happen? We were were, were going to have a religious march, a pro-Jesus march, around Christmas time. And Antifa was saying they were going to come over and start throwing uh, urine and feces on us. And so that was my way of saying, okay, if you do that, that's a threat. I don't know if there was AIDS tainted. And I, I made the threat so they wouldn't come over. They didn't come over. Rose City Antifa told CNN they did not threaten to throw poop at the Jesus March and do not know how to lace poop with HIV. At the Million MAGA March in Washington, D.C. after Trump lost the election, Proud Boys got into fights with anti-Trump counter-protesters. Videos of the violence circulated on social media. Yeah, look at him. He's a big old fat dude. Yeah. Hitting a woman. From behind, she didn't even see it coming. How is that, like, proud masculinity right there? That's as low as it gets. Yeah. It's just crazy to me that, like, we've come to this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, but do you feel like you're part of it that brought us to this point with their... That brought with, us to it? Yeah, with, oh, like, your propaganda. Had, honestly, I, yeah, I had a role in it, you know? I never advocated for the violence to come out of it, though. Well, well, do you see why people make the argument, then, that, like, it was never really a joke? That joke is just a cover for what you actually oh, want to do? I don't think it was ever meant to be a street gang. Not at first. It just kind of morphed into that. You probably wouldn't even know who Proud Boys are. If, uh, if there hadn't been Antifa attacking patriots or Trump supporters at rallies. And then maybe that'd be better. Do you think after Trump leaves office, the Proud Boys will fade away? Mm, no. Why not? 
because they found that other part we were talking about where they felt like a big part of a group. Then you got these guys that normally they'd be at this bar by themselves, they have no friends, they can't talk to a girl because for whatever reason they just don't have the self-confidence. Well, they joined the group, now they have that self-confidence. Here, I'm, I'm with these guys and they get some attention. Ellie Reeve, CNN, Vancouver, Washington. Okay, Russell Schultz. This guy was caught off guard. He talks about how the Proud Boys are not a violent group. He didn't even remember the videos he made about committing violence prior to this, this interview. And when L. Reeve calls him out on it and shows him the video of him actually talking about committing violence, he's like, well, yeah, yeah, but uh, I heard Antifa was going to come down there and throw bags of shit at us. And how do we know those bags of shit that they're going to throw isn't laced with AIDS? What? Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Mr. Schultz, sir, what part of Oregon do you live in? It can't be Portland. Portland's very liberal, and a lot of uh, the tech startups, the tech ecosystem is in Portland. It too, it being the tech industry, uh, it's also you know, expanding in Portland like it did here, uh, where it absorbed most of the San Francisco Bay Area along uh, like Redwood City, EPA, East Palo Alto, Mountain View, Santa Clara, San Jose. The tech industry is also very diverse, though. That is why they grow so fast and recover well when the Republicans crash their industry. This ain't the first time, but it's the tech industry's culture out there in Portland and here and everywhere else that keeps them coming back and they come back harder. It's because they value their people. Ideas win. Not who you know or who your daddy is or who your uncle is or a friend of a friend. Sidebar. It's the collaborative and innovative ideas that come from groups of people from all over and different backgrounds and like life experiences. That is what wins in tech. Everybody has a chance. Just where do you fit? They'll fit you. Side note, the Trumps or any of those rich trust fund babies, the Republicans, they don't know the first thing about the life of a truck driver or their struggles. How do you fix something you know nothing about? All right, quick story. Silicon Valley, for example. Their tech workers are working from home now, the uh, engineers. And if you've never been on those campuses, you'd never believe what you're seeing. There's a movie that was filmed on the Google campus. It's called The Internship with my boyfriend, Vince Vaughn, and Owen Wilson. Really funny, but when, uh, when you see what you see in that movie, The Internship, is what you get when you're on the Google campus. And it's probably been redone with the latest of whatever. But with those campuses shut down, there's no need. And they shut down all over the country, probably all over the world, too. But with those 
Campus is shut down. There's no need for the chefs, the entire food team, thousands of food service and retail workers, out of work and maintenance workers, the janitors, the truck drivers, the bus drivers, the real estate teams, the secretaries at the building entrance. All those guys are out of work now. And now those workers are going to be forced to take jobs at like Home Depot or Cheesecake Factory, any like whatever kind of job they can get because jobs even in that industry are scarce. And I guarantee those old corporate dickheads are not paying those employees what the tech industry is paying them or providing them in terms of work environment and work-life balance. Why is it a good thing that the tech industry slow down or shut down or not be, you know, an essential whatever? See, I spoke of this in a previous episode, but the best and the hardest working of the corporate world, and that's in all fields, not just, you know, engineers, but the best and the brightest of all industries got tired of getting shit on and passed up for Uncle Larry's VP's nephew. And they took those skills over to the developing industry in tech, where the leadership looked out for them, the employee first. And as I just explained, the tech industry employs everyone from almost every industry. You can be a blue collar worker and make a decent salary and have great benefits. If I was a truck driver, hell yes, I drive for Google. And back, you know, back and forth from the Bay Area to Kirkland, New York, or whatever, I'd be making a great salary, be getting free food, quality food at each location. And my truck would look like an apartment on the inside, while my driver's seat would be ergonomically fit to my back. The days of eager beaver Peterbilts from the 70s and 80s are over thanks to the engineers who designed these new diesels. My dad, who's been trucking the highways across America for 50 years, doesn't even need to shift gears in his truck anymore. He just puts it in drive. That is thanks to those engineers. The tech industry and old corporate are in a tug of war, my friends, for you and your skills. If you have no plans to be an entrepreneur and you want to work for a corporate structure, tech leaders are where it's at. That has been my experience working in both worlds of the corporate uh, structure and life. And I'm telling you, old corporate sucks. He said, I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then... Then, I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And, and I told Dom, too, because they've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window, and I could see the squirrels, and they were married, but then they switched. See? Hi, Milton. And, What's I, happening? I, I was, Mil, did, we're going to need to go ahead and move you downstairs into storage B. No, we I, I uh, have could some not, new people yeah, coming in, and no, we need all the space we can get. But there's no space. So if you could in, just go ahead and it, pack up your it, stuff it, and move it down there, but, no, that would be terrific. I, I, I was okay. I could stay. All right, let's get back to Russell Schultz, the ex 
proud boy member from Oregon. But in the video, Mr. Schultz doesn't even know what he stands for. He just wants to be included in a group. He tells you in the video. It'll be in the link below. And like I said, Portland, I don't believe he's from there. In what part of Oregon or America do the people still believe that AIDS can be transmitted through having a bag of shit thrown at you? That's just not how AIDS is transmitted. AIDS isn't a death sentence anymore. I'm not advocating for it or, you know, going out and doing whatever. I'm just saying it's just not how it's transmitted. And how do you lace feces with AIDS, as Mr. Schultz suggested? I'm sorry, sir, but that's just dumb. You've got to level up. Also, Mr. Schultz, I live in the Bay Area, the tech hub of the world. There have been many advancements in society over the past 20 years. There is, in fact, self-driving cars. One of the regulars at my job has a Tesla. Johnny's a super cool guy. But last week, John was uh, getting up from his patio seat to leave, and in his car, his fucking Tesla just picked him up at the curb. There's lots of Teslas in the Bay Area, the plants here in Fremont. Me, personally, I wouldn't own one if uh, even if you paid me. You can't drive state to state unless you map out charging stations. And then you got to wait for it to charge. Fuck that shit. I want to put gas in, get some beef jerky, a DC, and get back on the road. I see people sitting in the back of Target's charging their cars. They look miserable too, like they're stranded. And they kind of are for a few hours till that shit charges up. Anyways, Mr. Schultz, I'd suggest watching American History X with... Edward Furlong and Edward Norton. It's from 1998 and very relevant, likely a warning to the future when it was made as to what could and is happening in large pockets of American society and the world for that matter, and how organizations such as the Proud Boys have grown and continue to grow under President Trump. It's grown so fast it being these far-right populist groups, and it's got so many branches, the Q movement is an arm of it. Q believes that high-level Dems and actors are selling children, drinking their blood, and it's, it's... See how out of hand this conspiracy shit is? And it's fueled by the president. Why is he doing it? Why is he intentionally messing with the mind of 70 million Americans and whoever else all over the world is watching this? I'll tell you why. He's a mind fucker. And his fiscally poor, easily manipulated supporters are his henchmen and are taking the lumps for crimes they commit in the name of Trump. That 20-year-old boy, I say 20 because 20 is still very young, but that 20-year-old in Charlottesville that drove his Dodge Charger into a group of people protesting Life in jail. For what? Your life is over, man, because you took the life of someone who had different beliefs than you. Why would you give up the next 60 or 70 years? I don't get it. The bail money posted for Kyle Rittenhouse, the 70-year-old kid that shot three protesters, killing two of them, and Derek Chauvin, the cop who killed George Floyd, They posted millions of dollars in bail. Big deal. They've still got to go through the court system 
for their alleged crimes. And for the most part, I have confidence in our judicial system. I believe their lives are over too. They're going to be convicted. I believe that. I hope I'm right. But if they get off with these murders, where is uh, George Zimmerman today? That's kind of what their future looks like. I mean, who's going to hire him? But look up George Zimmerman, the guy who killed Trayvon Martin. Yeah, go look at his life today. Sidebar, if you're paying attention, you're seeing our Constitution and our legal system being stretched to the limits by Trump's shenanigans and his dumb lawsuits. And both the Constitution and the legal system are standing the test. 32 times, if I'm not mistaken, that Rudy Giuliani and his little lamb chop, Jenna Ellis, have been kicked out of court with their false claims of widespread voter fraud. It's embarrassing. Jenna Ellis, you're going to have a hard time finding legitimate work after this Trump circus has left Washington. Why would you tarnish your own name and your Juris Doctor degree for Trump and Giuliani? Another one like Chanel Rion looking for 15 minutes. Dumb move, man. You'll find out when you're chasing ambulances. Anyways, Rittenhouse and Chauvin still have to answer for their, uh, for their actions in court, so we'll see how it unfolds. And I know this segment is going to ruffle some feathers. So if you want to talk or have a discussion, you can reach me at info at weeastwestgrind.com. That is info at eastwestgrind.com. But trust me, y'all, if your emails are going to start out with fuck you, bitch, because I get those. But trust me, I don't even read that shit. I reserve that waste of time for my social media haters, okay? This is a show, motherfucker. I don't have time for that shit. So, with that, I this. Control-Alt-Delete. All right, the vaccine for COVID. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and there's a few more frontrunners. But this Operation Warp Speed, and you know what? When you hear the term Operation Warp Speed, what comes to mind? At last, after 2,000 years of work, the Illudium Q36 Explosive Space Modulator. At long last, my dream come true. Hello, Earth. Hey, hello, what? If that's the Earth, where the cotton-picking heck am I? You are on Mars. That's right, Marvin the Martian. For me, at least, that's who uh, that reminds me of. But who's... Who's he been talking to when he comes up with these names? Junior high school kids? Sidebar! Every time I hear Space Forest, I think of this. Remember this song playing in the background? I think of Space Jam. Space Force, Space Jam. What do you think NASA's been doing since 1958? Those guys must be laughing their asses off at this. And how do you, or how can you enlist in Space Force like you can the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, or the Marines? I don't see any, uh, you know, setups, getups anywhere. Man, these guys are something else. 
Anyways, back to the vaccine. President Trump is riding the coattails of the pharmaceutical industry like he's had something to do with it. Like he said, okay, start to work on the vaccine now. That didn't happen. Scientists have been working on a vaccine for months. Bill Gates in the private sector donated over a hundred million of his own money to different labs so they could hire teams to start building the vaccine. And what did Trump spend our tax dollars on? A drug called chloroquine. And some people would add to it hydroxy, hydroxychloroquine. So chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. Now, this is a common malaria drug. That's right, hydroxychloris shit that the FDA pulled from COVID use or because it was doing more harm than good. And let's not forget about the MyPillow guy that was pushing his miracle juice to the federal government for the mass and which was thrown out by the FDA. Listen to this minute and 30 seconds. And I'll catch up with you on the end. You don't have a medical background. You're not a scientist, yet you're claiming this substance, which has not been studied in any meaningful way, can cure COVID. And you have a financial stake in the company. You would profit from it if this is being sold widely. Morally, is that right? Well, you know, I was contacted on Easter Sunday after, you know, that I've told the whole country to pray for the answer for this pandemic. And, and the, uh, it's a great administration has, has had me anything I hear out there about whether it be good sanitizers or cures or anything to bring it back to the task force. So this guy called me on Easter Sunday and said he had an answer to the virus. And uh, I reached out to my friend, uh, Secretary Carson, who's on the task force, and he's a doctor, and he looked into it all, got everything from the company, and he said, this is the real deal. It's been tested by over a 1,000 people to be safe. Medical well, tests wait, 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 wait a minute, stop, let's stop. There's no public peer-reviewed studies about this. There's no, yeah, there is. There's no yeah, there human is. trials that have been published anywhere. Yeah, the, there's safety test that was done in 2016 for over a thousand people that it's safe to take. And if it's where, safe where, to where take, the, that's what I started so taking. Where is the study? The only study or report out is, is a one report from the University of Texas. That was a pre-print study, and that was only no, involving they, cells in a, in a test tube. What are you talking about, Mike Lindell? What crack house was your guy calling you from on Easter Sunday with that miracle cure? How fucking dumb do you think American people are, man? Stick to making your shitty pillows. President Trump, you do not pass go. You do not get credit for the vaccine. You get credit for all the hydroxychloroquine on the shelves that will expire before its use. Nobody has malaria, sir, but thanks for wasting my tax dollars. You get credit for allowing the virus to spread. And for four months, you told the American people it was no big deal. It was a hoax. It's just like the flu. You conned your own citizens. It's disgraceful, sir. Geraldo Rivera, you wish you had the balls L. Reeve has. You're a dime store floozy, sir, for even suggesting 
that we name this vaccine after President Trump. Terrible, sir. All right, emails worth talking about. Let me start off with this quote from Matthew McConaughey. Sidebar, I've heard a few political pundits curious about how a governor, Matthew McConaughey, would sound if he ran for governor of Texas. Matthew McConaughey didn't start that rumor. He even laughed at the idea. But if you listen to his audiobook, Green Lights, you'll understand why he could be asked a serious question like that. He's the type of human being we want in leadership positions, a person with compassion and respect for his fellow man. So much so that his alma mater gave him the title Professor of Practice for the Department of Radio, Television, and Film. And he took it. Matthew McConaughey worked his way all the way from a stoner role in Days and Confused to Oscar winner with Dallas Buyer Club. I'd say that's expert or top of their game or MVP in the field of acting, no? It's what he's done with his life after achieving the Oscar that I believe qualifies him for some sort of public service role in some capacity. It may not be governor, maybe something. And he's already in public service as an educator in an educational role. He took that job, like I said, at his old college, probably for a small fraction of what he earns in the film industry. And he's giving back to the community to which he comes from through educating others. He's a teacher. This is the type of person we want either in office or surrounded by people in office. No, think. And with when people with degrees and BAs and whatever the fuck else they have, throw those pieces of paper in the faces of others. You know, like uh, like they're better in the way they sometimes talk down to formerly uneducated people like myself. I just want you guys to know that uh, you're the insecure one, bitch. Not us. We're cool. All right. Here's the quote from Professor McConaughey. There's bullshitters and there's liars. The difference is the liar tries to hide his bullshit while the bullshitter lets you know he's lying. That's why I like bullshit better than lies. Know the difference. Uh, I also got an email from Thomas out there in Boise, Idaho. What's up, Thomas? Boise looks really pretty. Thomas says Trump would have cleaned house in the election if the Chinese hadn't been eating bats. And these are the type of emails I love to get and talk about because this shit is why I do what I do, Tom. Listen to two minutes of this clip, and I'll get back to you on the other end of this one, all right? I'll be right back. It's President Trump on tape and on the record. In his new book, Rage, veteran journalist Bob Woodward writes that on January 28th, National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien warned the president about the virus outbreak in China, saying it will be the biggest national security threat you face in your presidency. Ten days later, Mr. Trump said this to Woodward in excerpts of recordings published by the Washington Post. You just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. That's what he said privately. But in public later that month, he was still downplaying the severity and spread of the virus. This is a flu. This is like a flu. 
Throughout that period of time, into early March, the president kept holding packed campaign rallies. On March 19th, President Trump, again talking to Woodward, delivered this candid assessment. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob. Just today and, and yesterday, some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. It's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to, oh my God, the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you... Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to... Uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. On Wednesday, President Trump publicly acknowledged his strategy to minimize the threat. I think if you said in order to reduce panic, perhaps that's so. The fact is I'm a cheerleader for this country. I'm not going to drive... Uh, this country or the world into a frenzy. We want to show confidence. We want to show strength. We want to show strength as a nation. And that's what I've done. See that, Tom? He knew. He was warned of how bad the virus was, and he sat on it. He knew it'd take out mostly his generation, the baby boomers, because the virus ravaged the nursing homes first. The CDC reports approximately 263,000 just COVID deaths. Of that 263,000, 220,000 of those deaths are between the ages of 55 and 85. I'll put the CDC report in the show notes for you, Tom. The boomers who collect Social Security because of a lifetime of breaking their ass and busting their ass and working hard... They're the ones that are taking the hit first. You guys wanted a big-time CEO businessman to run the country? You got him. And most people who work for big corporate know that those CEOs, they trim the fat to make a profit. You hear him talk about those things and how things are going to be great in the third quarter. What did you tell the senators are your priorities? Well, we have a lot of priorities. The priority we have is a priority for the country and bringing it back. I, I use the expression transition to greatness. We're going to have a really good third quarter. It's already happening. You see it. You see what in a fiscal calendar, which is what he's talking about. We're in the fourth quarter. Another fucking lie. We're not doing great, Tom. Every week, almost seven hundred and fifty thousand new unemployment claims. And let me just remind you of a few things because Trump's very good at shifting the narrative. He knows a large portion of his 70 million are just going to, you know, take his word and believe what he says. And personally, I don't know how one can justify believing anything out of his mouth when he's told over 25,000 recorded lies in four years. Confirmed. That means it's fact. 25,000. Just because Fox and Owen and the Newsweek, the Shapiros, the Limbaugh's, everybody I talked about in the, the beginning, you know, Bongino, the bully, who's never grown up, by the way. But just because they don't tell you he lied so many times or that he has made a liar or something is not correct doesn't mean it hasn't happened and doesn't mean it's not true. They are with him. And his lies, as they too are liars. 
See how that works? And Tom, back in January, while CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, WAPO, while all those guys were uh, reporting about how, you know, COVID's a problem in China, here's what Trump was saying. Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat, as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. I've spoken to uh, President Xi. They're getting it more and more under control. So uh, I think that's a problem that's going to go away. But when you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, uh, that's a pretty good job we've done. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Yes. And from our shores, we've, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. It could maybe go away. We'll see what happens. You have to be calm. It'll go away. It will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. We need a little separation until such time as this goes away. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. It will go away. You know it. You know it is going away. And it will go away. And we're going to have a great victory. Thank it's you. going to go away, hopefully, at the end of the month. And if not, it hopefully will be soon after that. But has it is going on this evolved. It is going away. I didn't say it did. April. I said it's going away, and it is going away. You were saying things like, I think it's a problem that's going to go away within we'll a couple right of days. About. It, go, it will go away. But I think what happens is it's going to go away. This is going to go away. It's going to go. It's going to leave. It's going to be gone. It's going to be eradicated. Uh, and uh, it might take longer. It might be in smaller sections. It, it'll be, it won't be what we had. Thanks for the email, Tom. Much respect, my friend. Go ahead and, you know, respond. Send me an email. I respond. I guarantee. I promise. We're friends. This now brings me to the asshole of the week. I get very excited about this segment. It warms the cockles of my heart. Jenna Ellis, again, Rudy Giuliani's cohort and right-hand ambulance chaser. Come on down and collect your shit. Jenna Ellis, I watch you all over social media and Fox and C-SPAN. Just trying hard to make those 70 million people who voted for President Trump believe there is some sort of miracle win under the table here. Why are you intentionally planting that shit into people's minds? My man Ryan in Colorado is all fucked on the, you know, he's fucked up in that type of hope. Why are you running with these old turkeys? With, uh, you know, Rudy, the guy who was tucking in his shirt in the Borat movie. Why are you running? I'm sorry, but why are you ruining your name and reputation with these guys? You're not very proactive at all, are you? Any of you guys. What legitimate firm or business is going to hire a known liar to the courts and to their jurist doctor? Nobody. Personal injury Here you come. And I say serves you right. Yes, woman. Later. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Shout out to the Fan Five. Today I'm going to take you out with a small reminder of what America used to be about and how we Americans historically lead the charge around the world. I'm old enough to remember when this came out. And I'm not that fucking old. When we heat a
I didn't really understand the meaning of this, of this song, or the mission when it came out. I was only 15. But as you get older and life, you know, slaps the shit out of you, you know, a few times here and there, and if you're paying attention, the real meaning of life reveals itself to you. And that's selflessness. Kind of corny, but it's real. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy this walk down memory lane as long as it plays out. I got your back, guys. Peace.